Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's brand new Flyers Daily for the 1st of February, 2023. A new month, a new month of hockey. Well, it'll begin in about five days from now, coming up on Monday the 6th against the New York Islanders, who just made that trade, lost Anthony Bavillier and some other pieces, but also acquired Bo Horvat. So we'll see if Lou Lamorello has got plans to sign Horvat, who is on an expiring deal. Uh, you have to think that given what he gave up, it probably is a pretty good indication that he will. Uh, but this episode of Flyers Daily, we're going to check in down on the farm. But real quick, before we get to Ian LaPerriere, the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, um, just want to uh, mention something about yesterday's episode. So I asked that question yesterday about what content you want, and I talked about Drive to Survive and exposing fans to other things. I got a ton of responses, both via DMs on Twitter, emails, tweets. Um, so everybody, thanks for the responses. If you still would like to respond... Uh, and, you, and you listen to yesterday's episode, shoot me a note, which is great. We're going to get to a bunch of them coming up tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Uh, but also, um, if you didn't get to hear yesterday's episode, I think it's an important episode. Um, I highly recommend going back and listening to it um, because I'd love to get people's as much feedback on the topic that we talked about in yesterday's episode as possible. So with that said, let's get to the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. A little check-in down on the farm. With uh, Ian LaPerriere, he joins us right now. Lappy, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, bud? I'm doing very well. Um, let me let me start with this question because you played in the NHL, and you know the the AHL schedule is so different than the NHL because you guys will play three games in three days at times, and you know you're not flying around, uh, you're bussing around more, so you kind of have more condensed pockets of games. What kind of challenges does that you know? Pose for the players and for you as a coach. Well, it's, you know, you got to um, work on the schedule more practice-wise. You know, you want to make sure the guys are rested for the weekends when you do play three and three, and you know, all our morning skates are optionals, and we trust our guys that they know what they need, and we're, you know, we have the technology of 2023 with the loads, like you know, like we have our strength conditioning guys are keeping us you know, in the loop where the guys are energy-wise. So we have to adjust our practices and when we do practice. And uh, But it's a challenge. Every team has to go through it. You know, we we do have, um, you know, like last week, a, a week and a half ago, we played Cleveland back-to-back and we drove back. Uh, it's a seven-and-a-half-hour drive. And uh, two days later, we went to Wilkesbury. And, you know, but again, Every team have to go through that, and it's a big adjustment. Trust me, been assistant coach with the Flyers for eight years, and flying in those nice planes and those nice hotels, it's it's an adjustment, but I'm loving it every day. Uh, it gives the the guys a lot of time to bond together, though, on those bus rides. And I mean, you'd rather not, you'd rather bond together in a hotel at a nice five star steakhouse. But uh, I'm sure you know it's it's an adjustment to being a pro, and makes you have to earn your way to the the good hotels and the, and the chartered flights, right? Yeah, for sure. And especially having a lot of young guys, you know, you, you get the brink that, uh, you know, Ty Forrester, you got the Lexel, Ginning, uh, and, you know, Ronnie Adder, all those young guys, they, they, you know, when they make the step, the next step to go to the NHL, it's going to make them appreciate the NHL better and also do that little extra that uh, need is needed to stay at the NHL level. And I think it's, it's all. It's always great for those young guys to spend times in the American League and 
and especially here, you know, in Lehi, you know, we, the Phantoms, we have a great setup. We have a great ring. It's a great town. We have great fans. So it's good for those kids to taste that before they go to the next level. How does a guy like Artem Anisimov, how does a guy like Artie handle that, who played the significant time in the NHL? And, you know, it is a step backwards, but he's an important player for you there because he can teach a lot of these young guys what it takes to be a pro. He's great for that. And, you know, we, we do have a lot of guys like, you know, Garrett Wilson and, Cal, you know, Cal O'Reilly, uh, uh, Belpedio. All those guys are great, but Artie's one of those. He's he's been, I've been impressed with him. You know, I've, you know, I've played against him as a coach. You know, he was in the NHL for over 700 games. He doesn't need that. He makes more. He made more money that you know. He doesn't do this for the money. He does that for the love of the game. And I feel just the way I see him uh, interact with our young guys and grab them aside and talk to them on the bench, talk to them in the locker room. Everybody. It doesn't matter if they're fours, defensemen. It's a, it's a plus for us, for me and my staff to have a guy like that on our team. And you know, players will listen to us, but. They never saw us play, so they don't think we played before. But when they, they, they you know, they, 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 they talk to Artie and they, they know that he played in the NHL a couple of years ago, they really listen to him, which is a, it's a big plus for us. No doubt. Great resource for those young players. Let's talk about some individual guys because, you know, leading the way for you this year, he's played less games than a lot of the guys on your team. He's played 30 games, but how about 30 points for Ole Lixell? He's got seven goals, 23 assists lap. Uh, point per game player. I know that you know during training camp, Torts mentioned him in the beginning of camp. Kept, kept kind of looking at his roster, going, "Who's that made to play? Who's that in the right spot?" Oh, it's Lixell. Kept he kept popping early in camp. What's he been like uh, throughout the season for you, and how has he kind of even evolved further? He's been great. Like it, it was an adjustment, you know, at the beginning of the year. Like he came from a big ice in Europe, and they do have different system and they bring the puck back a lot more than we do in North America. And that was a big adjustment for him. Like, you know, he kept making the same uh, mistakes and we sat with him, we talked to him and, and he, he finally broke his bad habits, if you want, or uh, European habits. And now he's more, he does have more pro game and NHL pro game that he had at the beginning of the year, but always, a, you know, he loves the game. He loves to have that puck. He makes plays with the puck. He's very dynamic and um, it's just like uh, it's a matter of time to for him to play with the Flyers. Uh, I really believe that you know he's uh, he he does have some uh, more thing to learn from pro hockey, and you know he went up a couple times, played lower minutes, but uh, I think he's in the right direction just because he's he's a fast learner, and uh, I think sky's the limit for a kid like that. Another guy that comes over from the big ice, and it's a real big adjustment for goaltenders. And Sam Harrison, you know, he came up with the Flyers and performed very well. Lap, you know, goes five and zero and wins his first five decisions. Comes back to you with a shutout at the NHL level under his belt as well. But that adjustment from the the large ice in Europe and the way they attack, which is far different to playing on the North American sheet, and a lot more traffic and things are a lot tighter. His adjustment's been really really rapid in my opinion especially when you look at the fact that he didn't play a whole lot last year because of the injury yeah but he did he was on this side like i know he didn't play much he did he played three four games for us before his injury but he did have some practice time he had a couple camps under him like you know uh, but by saying that he's he's been unbelievable even with us and with the fires he's but his biggest quality is between his ears. Like, you know, he's talented, he makes saves and everything, 
but he wants to be the guy. You talk to him, and I remember we won the road. We played uh, um, Prov- uh, not Prov- Belleville, and we, we played a hard game. We played a good game. We should have won, and there's one or two goals he didn't like, and we were playing back-to-back, and the next day was in Laval, and, and I went to him. I'm like, uh, you all right? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, no, what's going on? Or is he banged up or anything? He's like, no, I'm mad. You know, I should have had those goals. I'm like, you want to play tomorrow? He's like, yes. And I'm like, all right, you're playing. He's like, thanks. And in his eyes, like, he wants to be he's a competitor. He wants that net. He wants to win for his team and his teammates. And, and for me, that's the biggest quality. And you know what? He's um, he's taking steps, and he's going to give a good run for um, uh, Carter's money uh, this year or next year, whenever he gets called up. And uh, he, it's, I know you'll ne- probably will never talk about it, but I'm sure it's in the back of his head that he wants to be the guy in, in Philly, too. Yeah, and and competition at every position, and in particular that position, I think is really important as well. Well, I was gonna say that Jay, like at the end of the day, it's the only good news for Carter. It's gonna yeah. push Carter to be better. It's totally gonna agree. push everybody to be better, and that's what you want in your every position. Yeah, and that one's really got got its own kind of idiosyncrasies because there's only one crease and only one guy. You don't change shifts. You know, okay, I'm coming off after 45 hard seconds, and you go yeah. in. You know, it doesn't work like that. So Tyson Forster lap, you know, he's a guy that we know about the shot. We know about the release. It's what he was drafted on. Uh, but how's he improved away from the puck, his structure, and thinking of the game at the pro level? Well, that's that's what I'm most impressed by him. Like, you know, like you said, like he's he could score a bunch of goals in junior, was great at the World Juniors. and But it's, you know, it's still an adjustment in that regard at this level, you know, and it's going to be an adjustment at the next level because – yeah, because you know it's your your release needs to be quicker, and he's been improving in that. But for me, what I'm mostly impressed it's his, uh, you know, his battles in the red zones, his puck decision in the right place. You know, in junior college, you can get away with trying to be two guys at the blue line, and you will get away with it. But at this level here, and especially at the next level, you won't. And he's been great making the right decision. He's been physical. No, not you know. He, yes, he likes to hit, but not crushing guys. It's more like in his battles. He's been more physical, and uh, he's making the, all the right steps. And I, and I know he never told me, but I'm sure he's a little bit disappointed because he hasn't get a called up yet. But I think again, that's another kid. I think it's the right thing for him to spend most of his time at our level this year and. If he's ready to jump up next year, well, I won't see him again. And I think teams sometimes they make big time mistakes by playing yo-yo with those kids, and you know you mess with their mental uh, uh, set of mind, you know, state of mind. And and I think the Flyers are doing the right thing by keeping him with it with me, and uh, we work with him. And when he d- does get called up, well, we'll never never see him again. Yeah, and that's the thing, Lappy, because he's a kid that. You know, you look at his game, and he may be disappointed he's not here right now, but when he does get here, he'll know that he was, you know, the time that he spent down there with you is has really benefited him and made him sure made sure that he's ready for that step so he doesn't have to come up and back. And I think that's a really important element for, sure. for, for a young player, no doubt. Well, you look at Yorkie, like, you know, Yorkie last year went up a little bit, came back, and this yeah. year, like, he came, he started with us, and I, I, there's nothing wrong, you know, you never hear about uh, a guy, well, he spent too much time in the minors. You never hear that. You hear yeah. about guys, uh, well, we call him We call him way too early. You hear that quite a bit. But, you know, there's no nothing wrong about spending the, your time in the minors. And, again, 
you know, when you do get called up and you do go into a nice hotel, nice airplanes and everything, there's a little bit more fire under your skates if you want that. You don't want to go back to the miners and you will do the extra stuff that you need to do. Bobby Brink got some time last year, Lappy, with the Flyers uh, coming out of the college game. And we know about Bobby. He's a gamer. Um, and he goes to the areas, the dirty areas to where you score goals and competes his, competes his rear end off. Uh, he comes to you a little later in the season because of, of the injury, but uh, he's come in. He's now played 10 games for you. He's putting up decent numbers, four goals and two assists. I know right out of the gate, he performed really well, but th- that's a lot of adrenaline too. How's he settled in? You're right on, Jay. Like, you know the game, like that's that thing. Like he, he missed a lot of time, like a lot of skating time, a lot of game time, a lot of practice time. He came out of the gate like great, like he got, couple assists, couple goals, and, you know, the adrenaline dropped down a little bit. Now it's more of a grind, and I expected that. Everybody expected. I'm sure he did, too, but he's working. He's working at it on and off the ice. You know, he's he's asking questions system-wise. He wants to do the right thing, but it's going to be a process. You know, he's he's talented. We know what he's going to be. We know who he is. It's a matter of he needs to go through the grind that the guys went through, you know, in October and in November. He's got to go through and in February now, January before, and it's hard to do that because all the teams and the teammates are are peaking. You're in, you know, tip-top shape right now, and he's got a lot of catching up to do. But he's doing everything we're asking him to do. He's working hard, and and that's all we can ask him for. I know one of the guys that you really like having on your group because of his, the way he carries himself on and off the ice. Is a guy like Ronnie Adder, always a big smile on his face, very coachable young man. Good, you know really got his feet on the ground and he's played in 40 games for you this year. He's got seven and 10 for 17 points. Um, you know, we saw him last year. We saw that big shot. Um, you know, there's a little elements to his game where maybe chasing the play a little too much, you know, play a little within himself and within the dots a little bit more and not get caught outside. How's he look for you this year? Well, he's improving. Like he's been, uh, it's like a typical young kid that's spending, his first uh, pro pro year, if you want, and you know, he had ups and downs, and like all those kids, and I love Ronnie. He's coachable. He's a great kid. He's got a like he said, he's got a big shot. He's got um, an, a, a pro adjustment last year. Yes, he played with the Flyers, but again, we weren't. You want to talk about adrenaline and where the Flyers were last year was a little bit different. But he's um, he's learning the game, the pro game. Like he's he needs to defend. Like he's been defending way harder in the past. I'd say. 15 games and, you know, not worry so much about the offensive side of his game. And that's our job to make him understand if you do defend hard, you will have more energy and you will be ready. You will be have more energy to create offense. And, uh, and uh, you know, coming from college as a 23-year-old, 22-year-old college kids, he probably got away with it a lot because of his strength playing against 18 years old. Right now at this level here, it's tougher. You play against men, big men. And, uh, he, but again, to answer your question, he's going in the right direction. He's improving. He's moving the puck quickly. He doesn't skate himself into trouble like he did at the beginning of the year. And even in the Flyers camp, you know, that's one thing I noticed when in camp in preseason, he skated himself into trouble. He's way better with that. And it's part of the process. And defensemen, it's a tough position because the mistakes you make most of the time it's create you know it's a chance against or a goal against and uh, you know forwards you can make those mistakes and you get a couple layers behind you to take care of those but d it's um it's a tough position to play at a young age and uh, yes he's 23 which is not 
really young in our sports anymore, but he's a young 23-year-old because he doesn't have pro experience. So I think he's good. What's it like for having Jason Smith there with you on your staff to, to help a guy like him? It's great because uh, Gator, like his his biggest strength, I played against Gator for many, many years. And he's, you know, he, if anything, his game was simple and he was a physical defenseman. He didn't try to do too much with that puck. And I really do think that's what Ronnie needs. Like, and again, he's been improving. He's going in the right direction. But having Gator around and, you know, get, you know, teaching them, showing them video and having those kids comfortable enough to talk to Gator and, and, you know, I don't think you can have a better guy than uh, Jason Smith for those kids. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a great guy to have on your staff. And I know you, you yeah. were really diligent about putting that staff together. Hey, Lap, you know, all these guys that are down with you trying to develop, trying to get to the show, some have gotten there and gone back and kind of gone back and forth. So others are trying to get there for the first time and stick and stay. You know, they see what's going on with the Flyers. They hear the, you know, the the mindset of, Hey, we're evaluating everything, find out who's a part of this moving forward. And that goes beyond just the flyers roster that goes to your roster as well. Uh, it's opportunity for a lot of guys. Some guys really thrive with that opportunity in front of them. Some maybe struggle uh, when they, you know, that, that battle to get there. Uh, but overall organizationally, that's a good thing for everybody to be under evaluation to try and put this thing together, to move it in the right direction overall. It is. It is. I think it's a great thing. There's a kind of, not a reset, but like a, a cleaning up what uh, Torts wants to build with uh, with Chuck. And uh, those kids know that. And uh, that's why, like, we try to prepare them the best when they, you know, like, I'm I, I'm, I'm hard on them, but I'm not as hard as Torts going to be on them. And that's my message to them. Like, I'm, I try to be hard here because I don't want you to make the same mistakes when you get called up because, I'm in a league of development. I need to develop those kids. At the NHL level, it's win and lose every night. You get a win every night. So Torch doesn't have time to teach them what I'm teaching them. And that's my message to them. Like, I might be a pain in the butt by, you know, keep repeating myself about not making those same mistakes here. Because I know when you get to the next level, you your leash is going to be way shorter. And I think as an organization, that's why that's the way it should work. And I think it's working so far. Not only that, but mistakes at the NHL level are even more unforgiving than they are at the AHL level. A lot of times a mistake in the NHL, you're pulling it out of your net. Yeah, for sure. And there's way more skills. And you see it like, you know, my, my, uh, you know, you see guys that dominate at our level, like in my, on my team without naming names. And when they do get called up, speed wise, it's they're, they're back to par. They're back to even with everybody up there. Here, they might be explosive and they might be guys one on one, like, a mile ahead of those guys, and but my but my point here is like there's such a big step between the AHL and the NHL. People don't realize that when you watch a game from our guys and they do get called up, they're just normal guys up there. And that's just telling me and telling everybody that the NHL is the best league in the world for a reason. That's why it's there. There's such a big gap between both leagues. And last thing for you, lap. You know the one thing is is players are coming to you. Players are coming up each rank uh, a lot more skilled than they ever have. You're seeing that as well, aren't you? It's crazy. 
Like the thing yeah. they do with the puck and the thing they do with their feet. And now even on our level, like fourth line guys can do stuff with the puck that I couldn't even dream about doing. And I'm talking about AHL fourth line guys. It's um, mm-hmm. the game is evolving. The game is so much better than it was when I played. So much better than it was like in the 70s, whatever you want to go back. It's great. I think a great our game overall in the AHL, NHL. Our game's going in the right direction, and um, I'm just happy to be part of it. Yeah, the, the athletes are have gotten more skilled and more talented, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. You see it at all levels. Lappy, man, thanks for doing this. Best of luck to, uh, for the remainder of the season. I know you guys making a push for the playoffs, and uh, that's going to be exciting for everybody in the Lehigh Valley area and the Phantoms fans, and they are great fans, no doubt about it. Thanks for doing this. Best of luck, brother. All right, thanks, bud. Have a great one. Thanks to Ian LaPerriere for taking the time to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Good to get some insight from the head coach down there on uh, exactly how players are developing, some of the uh, differences in how they handle their schedule and all kinds of different angles. So uh, great to talk to Lappy as well. So everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. We'll get to some of those responses in regards to yesterday's episode on a brand new Flyers Daily.